0: Gloria adios this is Derek Seagraves I just got back from preaching for a Spanish pastor and congregation and I'm feeling good today I'm especially excited because we're headed to Ketchikan Alaska uh, tomorrow we start that drive it'll take us four days to get there but it's gonna be worth it we're excited we're gonna lead a missions team of young people there and help a pastor and his church reach their community and also hopefully instill in these young people uh, the, the gospel a little bit better as they teach it further. When you teach things, you learn it all over again. So get the gospel good and deep inside of them, but also give them some experiences and some skills that they can build on in the future, and they can go home to their home churches and say, you know what, I can help. You know, I, I've got some experiences on this missions trip, and I, I can step up to the plate and take a swing at that. So I am excited. Shannon and I and Tristan are headed out on the road tomorrow for southeast Alaska there are no roads that reach uh, where we're going so we're going to have to take ferries and drive through Canada and it'll be a great time but i am here today also very excited to tell you about today's episode the purpose of this podcast again a certain sounds purpose is to build faith and deliver doctrine and we've done that a couple of different ways today we're going to build on that same doctrine that you you likely already know, the oneness doctrine, who Jesus Christ is. But we're going to do it from a very different source. We're going to use the Quran to preach Jesus. Now that is not to say that the Quran is an inspired book, that it is authoritative, that it is even on par with the Bible. That's not what we're saying at all. However, when you're reaching out to a Muslim person, as Brother Showalter has done, this man has for decades, as a full-time missionary, been reaching out to people of all faiths and converting them to oneness, Pentecostal, apostolic doctrine. He has encountered especially a hunger in the Muslim community. And so using their book, we can show them why they should convert to our book and our doctrine. And it's super exciting. Stuff that I just I never expected to see from that source is there. Marty Showalter was here in Alaska with us for our camp meeting. He did an excellent job ministered to many of people. But he mentioned some things that got me just dying to share him with you. And this was, uh, this was on this topic that the Quran preaches Jesus. And he has been in the Muslim countries. He has shown Muslims this. He has seen converts this way. And I think that it's especially valuable for us, for our movement. That we would not discount anybody, that we wouldn't mark off anybody from being converted, that we wouldn't say anybody is unapproachable. And I feel no, I can say it stronger than that. I have witnessed that a lot of people in our movement are just so estranged from this community that, that are so different than us that they just would never try to cross that bridge. They would never try to reach out to these people because they're just too different. And you're going to see that they're not that different. And it's, it's exciting. I keep using that word, but that's just what it is. I'm pumped about it. So, let's get the ads out of the way and on with the show. Pentecost Daily is a free website that collects the social media sharing of all of our Pentecostal influencers, and the things that rise to the top, that get the most shares, the most likes, the most retweets, are featured on Pentecost Daily every day, and it's a free resource for you to see what's happening in the movement and be a part of the conversation. There's special editions for conferences and big meetings, so go ahead and check it out and subscribe at www.pentecostdaily.com. Secondly, I wrote a book a little while ago called Hack Your Bible, and it's full of 25 ways to get more out of your Bible, make your Bible a better tool and resource for sharing your faith, for stabilizing yourself in your faith. And there's a free version at www.hackyourbible.com. And you can get the free version. It'll give you all the ideas. And then to have the resources to actually do the hacks comes with the print version, or there's an ebook version also. So if you feel like supporting this podcast, go ahead and buy that there. You can find it on Amazon.com also if you're more comfortable purchasing there. Lastly, I'd like to tell you about KingdomPublisher.com, which is a publishing platform only for Apostolic Pentecostal authors. We're partnered with Amazon.com, and so we're distributing worldwide through Amazon.com, and it's how Nona Freeman's books are being republished now, how we're keeping those books alive. Both Everything's Gonna Be Alright and Beloved Widespot are on that platform currently. And so if you have a book in you, if you have a biblical insight that you want to share and disperse all over the world, if you have a testimony that you don't want to see die, please contact us through KingdomPublisher.com, and we'll tell you what we can and what we cannot do. And hopefully we'll be able to partner with you and make that happen. We take a book from manuscript, from a Word document, take it all the way through by building a team of professionals around you and managing that team, into a print book in your hands that can be bought anywhere in the world. So hopefully you're interested in that. And without further ado, let us go to the Arlo Molenpah interview on creation and the Bible. Brother Showalter, thank you so much for coming on here. I think this is a topic that people are going to love. I think that it's going to get a lot of traction, and I think it's going to help a lot of people, because the Muslim population is growing. Um, Detroit, especially, is on the news because of the Muslim conversions that are happening there. They're even taking over whole neighborhoods and and making them like their own little countries. God loves everybody, and He loves the Muslims, and they need to know about Jesus. Yes, sir, they do. Before we get into that subject, would you mind, I mean... I know who you are, but if somebody listening doesn't know who you are, would you mind giving them a bit of your background and then also how you became uh, you know, kind of a, an authority on this?
1: Well, of course, I don't claim to be an authority on anything, but uh, we we are missionary evangelists and worked in missions for uh, going on 29 years as career missionaries. First, of course, we labored in Latin America, were fluent in Spanish, but uh, 18 years ago we were asked to travel as interregional missionary evangelists, which we go into every region. And um, I saw an increasing Muslim population in the countries we labored in, even in Latin America, and then that in every country that we visited, mosque being built, and um, Muslim communities uh, taking uh, roots, and... Uh, So I began to really study Islam. I had done some previous studies some 30 years ago, but uh, just to try to update myself, seeing more of these people and wondering how I could effectively communicate with them. And so it all started with that. But the last few years, uh, you know, at different times, uh, we've been sent into Islamic nations, but the last couple of years we've spent uh, almost ex- exclusively in Islamic countries and uh, working alongside missionaries, so wow. it's become of interest to us, and we've seen some you know, conversions and talked to a lot of people that had been converted, so it is an interesting topic to know how to communicate with them.
0: Definitely, and I'm going to title this Podcast: The Quran preaches Jesus, and that's what it, really what I'd like to show. Uh, what I'd like you to to bring out for us is how the Quran uh, is actually uh, supporting the Bible in our understanding of Jesus Christ. But maybe first, you could explain why Muslims, beyond just the common need for salvation, why Christianity is attractive to Muslims.
1: Well, Christianity as a, as a whole is somewhat unattractive because in their history. It was a constant conflict, primarily going back to Roman-based Christianity. They look at it as uh, paganism because of its uh, doctrine and theology on God being pluralistic. And uh, so that was a major uh, conflict from the beginning. Muhammad actually arose to throw off the uh, control of the Roman Catholic Church uh, and those associated with it from his countries, and to uh, he became uh, really adamant about throwing off their their idolatry because of the statues and of uh, saints and and angels and all of that and so that was kind of a battle cry for him in the beginning so that that attitude has carried on uh while they look at Christianity as an enemy, they're really referring to uh, Roman-based Christianity and its theology. So as apostolics, we have a a great open door with them to to communicate. First off, uh, Muhammad talked about Christians that would uh, be throughout history and also Indian times that were real Christians with a monotheistic theology, and uh, and strong in that, that one God belief, and that they would be true in their living for God, live a life of holiness. And uh, he had a particular name for that group. He called them the people of the book. What he describes is uh, who we are as apostolics. When we communicate with them on that level, really it's an open door for dialogue, and they become very interested.
0: Sure, sure. We're uh, kind of <clears throat> plugging into their experience and their belief system in doing that and saying, hey, uh, we're actually talked about in your book. And so just to recap, they're, they're very against the Trinity because they see that as we see that. Three persons means three gods, and that's not uh, correct in either book. And then they also are combative against our culture because, as a as a culture, we have slipped away from holiness, and that is an opportunity for us as apostolics because we are strictly monotheistic and we are holiness people. Yes, that sir. Is, that is awesome. Could you give us some examples um, from the Quran about Jesus and uh, maybe some examples of?
1: They they call them the surahs. That's the chapters uh verses of the of the particular chapters or sections under certain names. Um the, the Quran is, is quite interesting. First off, I I might say that, you know, while they view Christianity as a an enemy, and even looking at the United States and as a Christian nation, they believe that's what we're supposed to be, but yet we have infiltrated their countries with pornography and all kinds of other things that they view as counterproductive so um you know they they don't see christianity as what it's supposed to be but while they are anti christianity at least what comes out of rome they are not against jesus christ uh their understanding of jesus is that he is um going to come back as their Messiah and will of course in their eschatology that he will set up an Islamic world it will be at the close of the great war which we call Armageddon and so they're trying to hasten that about uh, particularly in the the Shia movement and uh, the, the things that are going on now they believe if they can hasten the war they'll hasten the return of one, their their uh, imadi, which is the twelfth Imam, and uh, supposedly a descendant of Muhammad, and twelfth generation. Well, he he uh, will be kind of really what we would call the false prophet, but okay. you know they will look at him as a very holy man doing signs and miracles when he comes and uh, will help usher in the Messiah Jesus back to earth. So. So their eschatology can somewhat parallel ours. Uh, Just sad to say they will probably be deceived by the the Antichrist, but they're not anti-Jesus. said all that to say that. The Quran talks much about Jesus. And uh, it's in uh, Surah 19, Maryam 17, Uh, Miriam is referring to Mary, the mother of Jesus. Uh, Mm -hmm. It tells us that uh, when the Quran, when it's Allah or God talking, it uses a plural pronoun. Not because they believe in plurality like some people try to assume is the case in Genesis 126. But uh, the whole Quran is filled with that God speaks in we because... To the Semitic mind, that plural pronoun refers to the, the plural of majesty or his all-encompassing power, unlimited. So it says, God is speaking, we sent unto her our spirit, and it assumed for her the likeness of a perfect man. So, in other words, uh, Jesus was born of God's spirit, and uh, and it performed a, it made a perfect man. And uh, in goes on in that same surah uh, in twenty and twenty one that how shall I have a son? She said, Mary said. In other words, how shall I have a son? Seeing that no man has touched me and I am not unchaste. So that corresponds with the Bible when Jesus when Mary asked the angel that very same question and then. Uh, in Surah 21 of Anbiya 91, says, And remember who, who guarded her chastity, we breathed into her of our spirit, and we made her and her son a sign for all people. So the Quran uh, is proclaiming the virgin birth of Jesus, as, of course, we we call it, you know, from our Bible, the Son of God. They do not use that term, they reject that term, uh, but yet their scripture explained it quite quite clearly.
0: Yeah, it might be a better route to, sh- to work from their scripture rather than from our phrase.
1: Uh, I always find in really trying to witness with people instead of, uh, you know, trying to debate or attack them, if I can build a bridge of communication with them, then we can seemingly get somewhere and... I find actually there is a lot to bridge with as an apostolic with the uh, with the Muslim that we can guide him. Now there's some things to avoid. I might say, Uh uh the the, the thing the, the number one thing to avoid that will just cause a wall is to just outright proclaim Jesus as God. They do not understand that concept. It's very foreign to them because they say that a man cannot make himself God, which we wholeheartedly agree with. You know, the, we're proclaiming the opposite to true, that the Almighty God manifests himself in flesh. And from that standpoint, uh, Jesus is is God. But uh, So they're rejecting that, and so it's just best to avoid that. That comes up later on. In fact, usually they'll have a outright revelation
0: i have I have some notes uh, from you here i am really interested in the part about the people of the book. What do they understand about these people, and how is it that we could use that to to make a friend and maybe even show them the fullness of truth
1: well, it actually goes back to many centuries ago uh that there were there were real christians apostolic christians they weren't part of uh They weren't part of Rome and uh, they coexisted with Muslims uh, not to leave the Muslims as they were except, right? But they, the Muslims understood that these were people that really did live according to their book. And, uh, actually, according to Muhammad, there are three holy books, the Torah, the law of the Jews, the Bible, and the Quran. And, uh, Muhammad actually tells uh, in his writings to his followers to read the Bible, that they should read the Scripture and understand it. Today there's a little problem. The imams, uh, the teachers of of, uh, Islam, are telling their people falsely that the Bible's been corrupted and not to read it. And uh, I think some of it is a result of, much of the modern bibles are from uh the critical text and uh which has been somewhat changed and or parts left out and so they use that as an excuse but uh king james and earlier translations and some of the uh good translations are uh come from the textus receptus the majority text and they they are the same text that Muhammad read from. So if we can assure them that, you know, now our Bibles are translated from texts that Muhammad was familiar with. So those Bibles are not corrupted. We just, uh, believe it or not, uh, in in Bethel, we were just in Bethel, Alaska, you know. And, I mean, here Sunday morning in walks uh, um, a Muslim lady. Wow. Uh, way out there. So they're everywhere. <laughs> and uh, of course you know seeing her i kind of included a little bit of you know just trying to bridge make her feel a little more comfortable i i i talked a little bit about the crime and she was quite shocked at first and of course she wanted to talk and she came back sunday night and prayed and you know we discussed things and and she wanted the bible majorly when. The funny thing was that when someone tried to hand her, they had some copies of the NIV there. She didn't want that. She wanted a real Bible. (laughs) She wanted a King James. I want the Bible you use. She told me. There There you go. If
0: I could, if I could interject for people who don't know, Bethel is way east in Alaska. There are no roads that connect to Bethel. It um, in the winter you can't even get there by boat because it's quite a bit upriver. You have to fly in a very small plane to get to Bethel, and there are about fifty villages up and down that river that use Bethel as a hub. But even then, Bethel's population I want to say is around five thousand people.
1: Yeah, and uh, the, they're they're primarily uh, Native Alaskans. So it, 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 was, it was quite shocking to me to find someone there. She worked with the medical community and was, I think, originally Sudanese, but lived in Saudi Arabia for a number of years. So to find someone like that way out in Bethel, I was quite shocked.
0: That is extraordinary. So they, they're they not against the Bible, they're not against Jesus, and they're not against us if they'd only get to know us.
1: I think that's that's... So
0: right. A lot of the stuff we hear in America, we we hear they're just oh, well. I, I don't want to propagate uh, bad stereotypes, but that's not what we hear, and that's awesome that you being on the front lines, interacting with these people and converting some of them, um, can bring that report back.
1: I really think we have to. You have to approach them right, defuse their concept that all Christians come out of Rome when, uh, you know, Muhammad understood the difference, and then uh, these these uh, people of the book that he refers to, and when you mention that to uh, a Muslim, after you've, you know, kind of uh, defused them somewhat that we don't believe the Trinity either, and, you know, it's a false concept, false theology, and... You know, and all of that. They 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 are taking us back. But when you mentioned the term "people of the book," they they it's almost like they step back. They they know that's not a common term. They know where it comes from, and uh, it's really <laughs> it really caused them to want to dialogue. That's awesome. As a result, yeah. And as a result, I mean, like this weekend, we were able to get one of the sisters there that's going to uh, continue with this woman because she was very interested in sitting down and studying these things. So, that's great. Uh, the other thing that is so amazing that, you know, when you talk to them, uh, you know, you, you don't have to, to argue with them or, or even try to convert them. Just a little bit of knowledge if if people will look into the Quran and uh be familiar with some of the things that are in there. Particularly you can get on a uh, website of the Quran and do a word search just like um just like you do with your scriptures and uh, the Bible and uh look up Isa or the son of Mary or Miriam and uh you'll you'll be shocked. Uh, how often it comes up, <laughs> while the Quran speaks of Muhammad about four times he's mentioned, uh, Jesus in particular, as Zizah, is mentioned over 25 times. And then as the son of Mary and reference to him, uh, it's somewhere over 80 times. So. Wow,
0: that is awesome. In your notes, it also says that we need to be mindful that Islam is an Arabic religion exclusively. Yes, it
1: says that, but yet there are many people around the world that claim to be uh, Muslim that are not Arabic. In Southeast so, Asia, for instance. So, so what uh, and uh,
0: by that is—it's very tied. The religion is very tied into that culture, not necessarily that region.
1: It, yeah, the the it's tied into that culture, and that culture is tied into that religion quite uh, closely. So. Uh there are groups that are, you know, reading the Quran and finding out that, you know, if it's Arabic then they're not Arabic, so it's not there. <laughs> this happened not so many years ago, uh, with some of the Kurds in, in northern Iraq and in that vicinity of the world and there's been quite a quite a revival among them. They approached our people and said, you know, we've been reading that this is Arabic religion. Well, we're not. There were Kurds, so uh, there's been uh, quite a revival among them. And of course, that part of the world is now under the persecution through ISIS. So.
0: Oh, yeah, you have some things that the Quran says about Jesus, and I don't know if you have your notes in front of you or if you would like me to to mention these.
1: I can I can go on. It talks about the uh, uh, a, a few of them. There's there's many other things, but in the notes that. You know, what I gave you talks about the purpose of Jesus' life. It says, you know, in Surah 3, 1 and Imran 45, that, O Mary, Allah giveth thee glad tidings of a word from him. His name will be Christ Jesus. So amazingly, it declares the name and uh, gives him several titles. He's called the Messiah. In the Quran, he's called the Word of God, Son of Mary, Word of Allah a sign for all people in Surah 21 and B91, and a perfect man and faultless son is some of the few titles that uh, Jesus is given in the Quran. And all of these, of course, correspond with the scripture. And uh, so we have some bridges that we can build with them to communicate. They strongly believe. Now, while Muhammad is their prophet, They will clearly admit he did no signs uh, as a prophet. But Jesus, they believed him to have clear signs that he is a healer. They will allow you to pray for them in Jesus' name. And amazingly, God does miracles to prove himself to them. We know of many, many testimonies uh, of amazing things. Uh, miracles that he did to Muslims and, you know, many of them eventually came to know him. Uh, it's it's amazing. Uh, I know Brother Robinette in Austria tells a story about a, a Muslim couple that came to him ca showed up in church and uh, he came there because he'd heard that this church uh, believed that Jesus did miracles and he believed that so he was uh, he was uh you know Muslim, and uh they could not have children. Doctors told them it was impossible for them to have children and Mother Robinette prayed for them and uh lo and behold <laughs> less than a year, you know what happened they had a child well, then they came back, you know verifying that, and later on, when their child was sick and uh given a very poor diagnosis, they came back and asked them to pray again for that child. And the Lord did a miracle. And by this time uh, Brother Robinette understood that the Lord was working on their hearts. Eventually those people converted.
0: That's wonderful. The Quran also says that Jesus resurrected and ascended which is something Muhammad also didn't do.
1: Yes, it uh, really does say that. Although, uh They have trouble with that sometimes, admitting that, although it's in their own Quran, because they don't want to accept the fact that Jesus died on the cross. That he ascended, yes, but they have a hard time (laughs) saying it. But in in Surah 3, uh, 1, Imran 55, it says that Allah... And Allah said, O Jesus, I will cause you to die and exalt you in my presence and clear you of those who disbelieve and make those who follow you above those who disbelieve to the day of resurrection. And (laughs) so, I mean, it's very clear what the message is.
0: Yeah, definitely. And then my favorite, and I have heard this before, but this is my favorite bit of uh, the Quran, is that it says that everyone should believe and obey Jesus. (laughs)
1: <laughs> that's, that's, quite, that's quite powerful, isn't it? It that, is. It's just amazing. That's in, in Surah 43, Sukruf 61 through 63. Jesus shall be a sign for the coming of the hour of judgment. And therefore, have no doubt about the hour, but follow ye me this in the straight way. When Jesus came with clear signs, he said, Now have I come to you with wisdom, and in order to make clear to you some of the points on which you dispute. Therefore, fear God and obey me.
0: That correlates great with the end of Ecclesiastes. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Isn't that the truth? (laughs) That is awesome. Well, thank you. I I hope that people uh, will hear this, hear you. Uh, in this, and be encouraged to reach out to Muslims in their neighborhood and in their community, and and try to create those bridges, because they need God especially. Maybe you could confirm this. I was told that in the Muslim religion, and maybe this isn't strictly uh, Quran, but we have lots of things in Christianity that aren't strictly Bible also, that they understand their morality to be that they have a record keeper following them, and, and you know, marking down what they do good or marking down what they do bad, and they never really know if they're righteous or if they're ready to go to heaven. Can you confirm that, or, or have you not? With
1: that? Yes, yes, they do. The sad thing is there is no, there's certain guarantees, like, you know, if they die in holy war, then they go straight to heaven. That's why they want holy war. <laughs> but uh, they really do believe in this record keeper, not knowing if they, uh you know, what the balance is. But the sad thing is they have no concept of redemption, although they have a day of, a, really, a day like the Day of Atonement, a day of sacrifice, uh, that they sacrifice sheep and goats, blood sacrifices in the streets all throughout the Islamic world, but they don't understand what that bloodshed is for. And so it's an open door to communicate with them about god's plan for redemption, that without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins.
0: Well, it just must be a terrible burden to be constantly unsure of your eternal salvation, and that's something we can deliver that Islam cannot
1: It sure is, it sure is, and thank god for for the sacrifice of the Passover Lamb which is jesus christ
0: yes again i hope this strengthens people encourages them uh, opens their their eyes because some people just are uncomfortable with what they don't understand or what they're not familiar (laughs) with and so maybe this will be a nice uh, introduction to how we can reach these people
1: and i would just encourage you to offer this uh, brochure shared with you uh... it came out of a a summit uh, Discussing uh, these kind of religions, Eastern religions primarily, and this was somewhat put together. I've added to it some things that I found helpful uh, in witnessing to them, and uh, and so it's it's free to be shared. Make it available to those that listen to your podcasts on your website. It's uh, it, maybe it can be of help to someone. I think we have a wide that open is... door.
0: That is awesome. I, I will do that. I'll include it in the show notes. Um, people can go to pdseagreves.com forward, forward slash a certain sound and find the show notes, and uh, they'll be linked in the podcast description also. And that way, you'll have the same notes we were working from, and uh, it has the the Quran written out right there. It also has where the Bible agrees, or how the Quran agrees with the Bible. And um, while we're, of course, not saying that the Quran is inspired, uh, what they took from Christianity and and believe um, is a wide open door.
1: Mm-hmm. God. Yeah, the Islam was, you know, 600 years after Jesus so came about. So we predate that much earlier, and Muhammad did base many things on. Old Testament and New Testament. You had access to those volumes.
0: Maybe that could be another podcast looking at the Quran and how it was compiled. I know that's been a study for some people.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, it's great to visit with you, see, Grace. Thank you. And I hope maybe this inspires someone to dig dig out some things. I don't claim to be an expert. There are others that are much more skilled than I, but I have had some experience with it, and, and uh, I find... I've even talked with some of the radicals <laughs> and, and you know, been able to communicate with them. I find them very willing to dialogue, and that's, that's exciting, if we have something to say.
0: Yeah, it's an opportunity. It sure is. Was that not awesome? I am so blessed that Brother Showalter was so kind with his experience and his study to share that with us. What a what a gem of a piece of content. Please subscribe to A Certain Sound. You can find it on iTunes, or if you search with your podcast player on Android. We're really easy to find, and we're going to keep producing good content like this. We're going to keep finding stuff for you that builds faith and delivers doctrine, and I hope that you'll follow along with us. Have a blessed one, and we're off to catch a can.